What do you do when your heart starts to feel a tad anxious about the next big thing? How do you proceed when your emotions are filled with trepidation of the unknown? If you're not there right now, you're probably going to be there at some point soon. So how do you have hope for the future and a confidence in the face of adversity? How do you come to a place of peace even when you don't have a cool beverage in your hand and your feet propped up with a view? God's word reveals to us not only how to find peace, but how to make peace. Take a seat at the table and join this conversation of the Doxa Dialogue. Welcome to the Doxa Dialogue. My name is David Rudy. I'm the pastor at Doxa Church, and I have Ben and Amanda with me tonight. Hey, guys. Happy to be back. I feel like it's been a while. It's been a while, for mm-hmm. especially for you. We, yeah. Our schedule got a little thrown off, uh, just the, the rhythms of life. We actually had a member of our podcast get married and move. Yes. So for those of you oh. who aren't a part of Doxa and you're wondering, where's where's that Brian guy? Um <laughs> We were all celebrating on Friday as he yes. as he was wed to it was Rachel. A good time too. It was a great, great wedding, and uh, and life just keeps rolling. Now we have Halloween coming up this week. We got a, something like uh, there's something going on on November 11th, right? Something, something. I can't think. <laughs> can't quite think of what that could be. I I don't know. Actually, I don't actually know what you're talking. Oh, about. I, I'm just talking about the election. I thought it was the okay. third. What did I say? Oh, I said a lot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Something. I, I felt really... like that's maybe where you were going with that. I was like, man, am I off on this? Yeah. I thought I was just third. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something's on November 11th. Yes. I do know that because I'm pretty sure I need to vote. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know where the 11th came from. But anything else happening in your lives that you would like to share to the listeners? Uh, well, um, you know, I feel like with three kids all under the four, four or younger, there's always something going on at the Sen household. So this today actually was one of our children has some weird itchy viral thing of going around where he looks like a red and white cow. And, but he should he's, do the eat more chicken. He should be the cow for Halloween. That would be Oh, amazing. yeah. That would be great. Amazing. Yeah, he would love that, too. He would absolutely love that. Yeah. A four-year-old would go nuts over that. But, yeah, he's covered in these little splat, like blotches, and they're itchy. And, um, so that's kind of kept us up part of the yeah. night last night and definitely kept running through our brains today, took him mm-hmm. to the doctor. So, yeah, very eventful. Uh, I had no idea what this viral disease thing was, so I'm I'm becoming more and more enlightened and prepared for real life. You're learning all these <laughs> these words that uh, that Amanda knows only because of Stephen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> those medicinal terms. Yeah, exactly. Stephen, her ex-husband, for our listeners. <laughs> My first husband. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Just kidding. Current husband. We love Stephen. Well, Amanda, you your kids are like cosplay champions because probably because of you just (laughs) just you know exactly how to make a costume for them are they are they stoked about halloween yeah ellie actually wanted to be something creepy for the first time this year so she's doing a zombie cheerleader so we've got the whole we're gonna do the whole face paint bloody clothes the whole shebang um and rowan has recently become obsessed with ghostbusters okay you really are getting in the season this year he's got a big blow-up proton pack yes he's so cute it's, it's hilariously That's cute. really funny. Oh, I, I like that zombie cheerleader idea, though. Yeah. That's fabulous. Yeah, all her. Well, hey, let's get into peace, and let's talk a little <laughs> bit more about that. 
So I'm a nine, which for those of you who don't know the Enneagram, yeah, what's that a nine? <laughs> a nine is a peacemaker. So I Ooh. was so excited to do this podcast. This podcast was made for Amanda. All my fellow nines out there, shout out. <laughs> this one's all for us. But really, though, I also think this podcast just came at like a great time. Like you were saying, mm, yeah. David, there's so much going on right now. And just I know a lot of us are really like struggling to find some peace. I know. So much I forgot the date of yeah. very important <laughs> date. So much is so going yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, really, our world is just in a time of chaos. And, right. you know, what does that look like for us as a Christian? How do we navigate that? How do we find peace? How do we share peace? Yeah. Um, you know, when fear is running rampant and the enemy's lies are being believed as truth, mm. how can we step up and bring the peace of Jesus? You know, the peace that he promised he would leave with us yeah. when he left. You know, John 14, 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Mm. In fact, the word peace is mentioned in the King James Version 420 times. Really? That's Old Testament and New. So yeah. nice. I would say it's a pretty important biblical concept. and We need to hear about it. Yeah. Because and, it's a need. And it's, I feel like it's kind of one of the hardest things for us to grasp, though, is yeah. really having true peace. You know, a lot, so many people are on antidepressant. I mean, it's just like right. anxiety yeah. meds. I mean, not that that's a bad thing, just obviously we're struggling, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. You know, but Jesus did say that his peace wouldn't look like what the world looks like. So I Googled how to find peace. <laughs> just to see what the world would say that peace looks like. Right. Of course, I came across like 40 ways to find peace. We're not going through the whole shebang. <laughs> oh, of course. But just a few of them, it was like, you know, listen to music, um, deep breathing, go for a walk, enjoy nature, declutter. That has yeah. never brought me peace. I don't like to clean. That's <laughs> 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 like, the last thing I'll Speak do. for yourself. Yeah, <laughs> Hire yourself. your own maid, please. <laughs> You know, but you'll hear a lot of things like mindfulness, meditation, yeah. you know, those those yeah. sort of things are a lot of things that people will offer as, as to find peace. And a lot of times they'll bring like temporary peace. For yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, some practical tips there. Yes. Very practical yeah. tips. Some good things, you know, but nothing on any of those lists said anything about going to Jesus. I mean, yeah. nothing was yeah. going to scripture um, and because that's not what the world is going to offer us. Mm-hmm. So. You know, and like you were saying, all these things are helpful and can bring some temporary peace, but it's not a long-term solution. Right. So as a Christian, since we are called to be peacemakers, we are called to point people back to Jesus. You know, we're not called to point people to presidential candidates as much as we may feel like we have some opinions there. Oh, wait, that's not going to bring peace? <laughs> electing oh, electing the right president quite, won't bring peace? Quite the opposite <laughs> if you want to bring up politics yeah. right now. Probably bring oh, the opposite yes. of peace. Oh, my goodness. Seriously. Get off social media oh, for <laughs> <real>. more peace. <laughs> you know, and other things. I mean, you know, COVID-19 is, is yeah. still, you know, I mean, so... We might get a false sense of security by wanting to lock ourselves away from the world, have a protective bubble, you know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's just that just won't last. And a lot of those things, you know, such as talking about a presidential candidate or you know what laws we hope to pass, they'll they only work like we're saying if the person you were speaking to or commenting with on thanks Facebook, you know, a couple <laughs> little if you want to get into a real quick <laughs> Facebook war, just do a couple comments about. Oh, seriously. Anything political. Um, yeah. yeah, it only works if they have that person has the same set of values as you. So, social media, it's arguing on social media is just always so effective. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, you change so many minds that way. Isn't that how that works, right? Uh-huh. So, so it's easy to find peace when you're surrounded by those that agree with you. But what about when you're in conflict? So yeah. Proverbs 16, 7 says, When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies be at peace with him. Wow. So, ouch. I mean, I can't, I don't really say that applies to me. I mean, I want it to apply to me. Mm-hmm. I think maybe as a peacemaker, for the most part, <laughs> I could kind of mediate and get in the middle but I know maybe some people that I might, one person in particular I might be married to has some struggle with that. So, <laughs> I mean. You heard it from her. Yeah. One person she's married to implies there could be more. Um, but actually, so David and I were talking about this. That that verse makes me think of the whole thing with Chris Pratt. Yeah. So for the yeah. listeners that haven't heard, Ben, have you heard this? This whole, yes. Yeah. So yes. Ben, 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 of course, would know. Have you about. heard of Chris Pratt? Do you know I, who I'm talking I, about? Yes, I, yeah. I do. Actually, thank you. Yeah. Wait, it's yeah. your brother, is, Ben? Is he in Wonder Woman? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, wrong, Chris. I'm just, I do know Chris Pratt. Yes. Yes. Um, so you know, for those of you who don't know, so he had, um, I guess, he had been wanted. They were trying to get him to go to a Biden rally, mm-hmm. and he just politely said, I don't really agree with that. I'm not going to go, you know, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he just got like attacked on social media. Once again, social media swooping in for the win there uh, and uh, trying yeah. to just, you know, cancel him out or just saying a lot of hateful things about him. And a lot of his buddies really stepped in and just said, what an awesome guy he is. And even yeah. though he didn't have the same belief set that he really was just a good Christian dude. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like that's, that was very telling because I mean, yeah, there were people who would be, you know, very, very extreme, like political activists right. on the opposite end of the spectrum who just looked at his character and said, hey, this I know him personally. He's a stand up right. guy. And they defended him. That, yeah. And that did. You're I thought right. that was remarkable. Yeah. 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 That says a lot about about his personal testimony with those those, those friends of his. Yeah. And it just backs up exactly what that verse said. So that's a great example. Yeah. So, I mean. You know, I think about the last time that, you know, we disagreed with somebody over an issue and not an issue like, you know, chocolate cake is better than white cake, which, I mean, is obviously true. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. But, you know. Yellow cake with chocolate frosting? (laughs) Does that count? No, 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 no. Okay, okay. Chocolate all the way. (laughs) But, I mean, you know, things like the LGBT community or Black Lives Matter movement. I mean, Mm -hmm. all these things are super hot button topics in our country right now. And being a peacemaker, it also doesn't mean bowing out of the conversation, mm. which mm, is definitely point. something that I've had to learn. Mm. I think I tend to take the route of if I just don't talk about it, then it'll kind of go away better. or, yeah. you know, don't rock yeah. the boat. Yeah. But as Christians, we're called to have a voice. We're called to speak the gospel. We're called to speak the truth in love and, and have those hard conversations. 100%. You know. We're not going to ever have real peace by just ignoring the problem or hoping it'll go away Mm -hmm. because it's really in the end only going to just create more strife and division. The the people, the people who, if they're not corrected and it's not addressed, it will only go down even more. Exactly. Which is kind of like where we find ourselves in some respects with these issues, these hot button issues that are going on in the, in the country. There's, these are like deep rooted core heart issues that, that haven't actually been, been addressed at the heart level, right at the core. And I think that's the biggest thing. You know, I was, somebody had said something the other day about abortion and it was kind of one of those, and that's another hot button issue. And it was just Mm -hmm. not to go into all the detail, but it could have been a big argument. And, you know, I kind of stated where I stood and 
just at the root of it, like you're saying, is not necessarily even the issue. The root of it is the heart. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. so I think that's the biggest thing to remember when we're talking to people about, you know, anything, anything they're fearful of, anything their cause they're supporting, you know, pre- whatever the case may be. It's just the heart of it is if they don't know Jesus, yeah. they're yeah. not going to be able to understand and remembering that they're fearful and afraid and lost. And, you know, how can I speak to that instead of just speaking to the issue? Because you mm-hmm. won't change somebody's mind on just the issue if they don't have Jesus. I mean, there's no Absolutely. there's no reason to, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I could add something there, too. I recently, yeah. actually today I was listening to a podcast as well, um, and the, the host said that he actually, him and his wife decided to delete social media. So, mm-hmm. um, and he, if he, he runs like an online, well, a podcast, so he has to post, he wants a right. presence. Mm-hmm. So he'll go on Instagram, download it, post it and delete it. And he does that once or twice a week because <clears throat> not just for the wasting time aspect mm-hmm. of it, but mm. what he found was that before that he had this, what do you call it? He had almost this like, I don't know, like, like skepticism towards people, you know, mm-hmm. and like people's pr- opinions that they yep. post on social media. Hmm. After that, he found that he had so much more like grace for the people that he lived around mm-hmm. in his little small town. And when he goes to the, you know, goes to the grocery store, he bumps into people mm-hmm. um, that it just kind of disappeared. And it was almost like this innate barrier that's built up in social media itself yep. as yep. a platform. Hmm. And so when you removed that, uh, so did that like just that extra layer, you know, that he put in place before that mm-hmm. just stopped his love from reaching those people sooner kind yep. of thing. But yeah, I think that, yeah, yeah. Anyways, I thought that was amazing. I want to share it because no, it speaks to that, this. And, you know, this isn't a podcast on social media, but, but <laughs> we've talked a lot about that. But I mean, a lot of... It is kind of the linchpin of a lot yeah. of this, the, the problem areas. Absolutely. Because that's yeah. where we live most of our lives now, unfortunately. Yeah, right. So that's where a lot of right. a lot of it gets started and spread. And, and, you know, like you were saying, I mean, if you put a label on somebody just automatically, then it's going to be hard to reach them at a deeper level because you just kind of want to write them off as mm-hmm. whatever, yeah. whatever the label may be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the most unrest right now really is in the comment section of anything. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah <clears throat> for sure. Or so in we all can't the, like not talk about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or all the political ads that are popping up. I oh, literally, I oh my gosh, I'm yeah, I'm ready for November 11th, I guess. <laughs> no, please go on the third, please, for our listeners, the third. Don't postpone that. I hope November 11th isn't like the extension of this whole thing. <laughs> no. Right. God, oh. I mean, hopefully oh, I wasn't yeah. being prophetic or anything there. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think ultimately when we are really looking for what a peacemaker looks like, Obviously, Jesus is our number one example. He came with a heart for the lost, with a mindset of eternity, and to speak the truth among the lies and to offer the freedom of heavenly peace instead Mm -hmm. of the bondage of fear. Mm. We are not called to bring more shouting, hate, and condemnation to this world, but to be a refuge of peace and hope to a broken world in desperate need. So everyone talks about making peace. As Amanda has already alluded to, you you can just search it out there on Google and you'll see quotes from Gandhi, Buddha, <laughs> um, pretty much everyone who's not just a madman or an angry, violent lunatic, <laughs> like they want peace. And I was, as I was like preparing for this, I really was blown away with how many 
I want to call these like mom gifts. I don't know if that's really a term. I kind of just made that up. But if you can think of like the picture on Facebook that maybe you see someone share, it's got like flowers and like a mountain scene. And then there's just like cursive font on top of it it. with like some inspirational quote about peace. You know what I'm talking about? Is that that like a mom gift or not? It's totally a mom thing. Okay. okay. I mean, Amanda would never post that. but With like their their devotional book laid out to their Bible and their coffee and the pen is perfectly laid out. Here's a sample of those. Okay. This is, this is what the world will tell you. All right. Peace comes from within. Mm-hmm. Do not seek it without. Mm. When you make peace with yourself, you make peace with the world. You'll never find peace of mind until you listen to your heart. If you don't make peace with your past, it will keep showing up in the present. I mean, we could go on and on all days. So there's all literally those are like, like comic sans. Like yeah. Oh right. Fonts. All right. <laughs> and there's hundreds of these. Um, what do all these have in common? You, I, I know I just rifled through that list, but I mean, you you get the gist of mm-hmm. what they are. When you boil it all down, all of them are humanistic to one degree. Mm-hmm. They are like me-centric. It's about, it's about how I'm going to fix this. It's all about me. And the thing is, when you see scripture, we know that peace only comes through a relationship with Jesus Christ. It will never come from yourself. Mm-hmm. So the core of the, I mean, there might be, you know, there's elements of truth in there, but it's, it's not the whole truth. Because the whole truth is, like, you're a sinner who needs mm-hmm. to find peace through forgiveness and redemption and, and repentance. So we can't ever make peace with the sin of our own hearts, okay? So you have to start there. This is, this mm-hmm. is coming from outside yeah. of myself. And, and at this point, like, I, w- I just want to say, like, kind of backing up what Amanda already brought out, we can't be afraid to stand for the truth. Mm-hmm. So peace is not happening within us. We're not gonna we're not gonna create it in our, on our own, and we're also not gonna be able to pass it on by just appeasing people, by making people feel better, mm-hmm. by even doing kind things. And and maybe you know I've heard stories about people who even recently have like voted for a candidate who they didn't even want to vote for, but because. You know, their family all wanted them to mm-hmm. vote for. They just thought, oh, well, all right, I'll just find peace in the Keep family. Keep the peace. Yeah. I'll just vote for this person anyway. Again, not going to accomplish peace. Um, when you see scripture, you see that appeasement never helps people. It actually hurts people more in the end. This is why the disciples, Peter and John, when they were spreading the gospel and they were sharing the good news and they were told, don't do this, Okay, I I mean, a peace, if you want to have temporary, immediate mm-hmm. peace, you just shut your mouth and, and walk away. But what was their response? Like, no, we will obey God mm-hmm. rather than man. And then you see Paul say, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. So to understand the truth and to know the truth well enough that you believe in it and you realize that there's no lasting peace without standing for the truth. So another passage here that we have just recently touched on in in our church because we've been preaching a series through the book of James. And James, this is just a couple weeks ago I was in this passage, James 3.18, a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Mm-hmm. So again, uh, turning away doesn't fix any problems. God calls us to fix the problems. There's there's some problems that, that we can't fix on our own, but 
we also have to understand at the same time, we're not here just to enjoy life and enjoy our relationship with God. He also calls us to be his hands and feet here on earth right now. And that is going to actually require us to have some conversations. So really just piggybacking on what you already started, Amanda, I wanted to get into some specifics about this. And when James chapter three ends with that, with that sentence, really the next chapter, all of James chapter four, if you could really boil it down to one sin issue that James chapter four continually hits angle after angle is the sin of pride. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you step back and think about it, why is there such a lack of peace? Where does all this unrest and, and, and strife and, and disunity comes from? Well, it comes from your own sinful passions that are with war with inside of you. And what goes hand in hand with that, it's, it's selfish ambition, jealousy, and it's pride. Mm-hmm. And pride is the thing that really, when he's continually addressing humbleness and humility, it's the polar opposite of the pride that can creep in, even with Christians. And the book of James is written to Christians. Yeah. Um, so yeah, source of pride. And, and I've, I've actually had some conversations recently with people who have felt led to to have a conversation with someone, but the conversation that they need to have with someone is somebody who is very, very prideful. It's a person who professes to know Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. They have the theology down, but there is some severe pride that's clouding their judgment. That's a blind spot. And I, and I mean, you can't really have a conversation about being a peacemaker without running into some prideful people. Mark it down. Every time you're trying to do this, you're going to be dealing with the issue of pride. So even just, I mean, I'd love to hear some of your, some of your insights and maybe what you've experienced before as well. But a couple of things off the top of my head are um, when you're approaching someone and you know there's pride there, but you know in the loving way that I need to say something. I think it's always very important to immediately set the tone by coming at it from something along the lines of, "Hey, I've prayed a lot about this." And I just want to share this with you. I'm not sharing it with anyone else, but I want to share it with you because I feel led to. I feel like the, the Spirit has led me to say something, and I just have a concern for you in this area, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. I literally, it's so funny you're talking about this. I literally just had this like a, two weeks ago, maybe. This, this oh, whole, yeah. God, I was doing my Bible study. God called me to reach out to somebody. I think I had mm. actually message in life group. Mm-hmm. It was that oh, yeah. conversation. Yeah. But so God called me to reach out to somebody and it was uncomfortable. And that's mm-hmm. the thing about trying to bring peace to somebody else is sometimes it can make, make us uncomfortable. But mm-hmm. if it's God's peace, you know, I mean, that's yeah. that's the thing. It's not about us staying comfortable. Yeah. It's about spreading God's peace and, you know. And because when you approach it that way, when you're when you're just coming at it for them, you're removing yeah. yourself from the, like, right. you're not like the center of this whole thing. Well, you did this to me or, or this is what I think. Like, it's no right. like, hey, I, I want to just... I want to go somewhere with you about this area that I'm, I've seen in your life, but you're you're putting their defenses down, and, and, and I also like them. to say I've struggled with X, Y, Z, especially yeah. if I've had an issue like what most of the time I'm called to reach out to people that I've struggled the way I've struggled, yeah. And I'll say I've been there, I know, you know, so it puts me on that level so that they, yeah. I'm not trying to come from a place of holier yeah, than thou. So it's much. a hey, I've been there, I know what you're going through, you know. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. And I think the next thing that is always good to come in with if you're going to confront someone about an issue have some facts to back it up mm-hmm. and you probably have a lot <laughs> chances are you probably have like 
18 examples of this if, if, if you feel the need to confront them about <laughs> it. But I would say just use one or two of the most glaring, most recent examples and give them a specific. Don't Again, you don't have to give the whole list. That's probably going to be counterintuitive. <laughs> but give the biggest reason and and just start with that and then as quickly as you can don't focus on all those specifics but just get to the heart issue Mm -hmm. so it's like you you raise the example you show them the example so they can't just dismiss it again and then don't dwell on because that's where sometimes we can also get chipped up it's like Mm -hmm. you go you go on and on and on about the specifics of that the the issue instead of the heart of the issue so Get to the heart as quickly as possible and then just point to hope. I would say the key is to remain calm. <laughs> I mean, I actually had this, this happened to me just like a couple of days ago. So it was Saturday. It was like the third straight day of me being with the kids <laughs> because Julie was out of town this weekend. Great time with her family. Um, but I mean, the boys were like fighting and arguing. I was in the middle of doing something and I was like, Beckham and Baxton, get over here. What are you doing? I came down harsh. Oh, yeah. And I'm basically, and then I caught myself because I was like, oh, wow. I'm telling them to settle down <laughs> yeah. and, not, and not talk talk intense to each other. You need to quit yelling at your brother. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was like, yes. and I, I said to stop. I was like, guys, I'm sorry. Like, that was not remaining calm. I was yeah. not solving the solution. That wasn't going to really help them in the end. Um, another thing here. When you do this, if you're confronting someone like this in a loving way, don't expect them to just accept it right away either. Yeah, that, That's not probably going to happen. You probably need to say your piece, yeah. get it out there, maybe point to scripture, give them hope, and then maybe offer an extension to have another conversation about it later. Mm-hmm. But that initial conversation doesn't – the longer that initial conversation goes, probably um, – the more intense, the more defensive it could, right. it's going to probably develop into. So those don't need to be long. Um, you can be a peacemaker when you get over your fear of confrontation. And this is, I think, a thing that we've seen it misused so many times, confrontation. Mm-hmm. We've, we've seen so many bad examples of it, and all, all of us have, because that's just kind of like human nature, yeah. you know, contention that's like strife-filled. But contention, confrontation doesn't have to be a very rough, incredibly intense thing. It just doesn't have to be. In the Bible, what does it sound like? The spirit of meekness. It's, it, it's not this like me bashing you over the head thing because you need to straighten up and do right. It's love and concern that lowers the defenses. Yeah. And I think really when you back out it starts, first of all, you're never going to really be able to successfully do this the right way until you find peace with Christ mm-hmm. in your own heart. We've established that. Mm-hmm. So it starts with that. You have this sense of peace because you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You realize you've been forgiven. You see, have joy and you see what he's done for you. Then your desire for truth and justice will start to blossom because mm-hmm. as you draw near to God, he's going to draw near to you and you're going to care about what he cares about. You're aligning your will to his will. So, yes, your desire for truth and justice grows stronger. And when you're ready for that, when when that's happening, Mm -hmm. that's when you're ready to make peace. Not when it's for you. It's not because I need to come to you and confront you because I need to get the situation right between us right now. No, it's out of love for your neighbor and your concern for them 
inspired by your love for God. Mm-hmm. It's like, I love God. I love my neighbor. Wow. I see my neighbor actually doing some harmful, hurtful things. That's a whole lot different when you confront somebody from that motivation than, well, this bother, bothers me. This yeah. is this is just ridiculous. And you go, you know, you see the difference there between like how a Christian yeah. in the spirit of meekness will confront compared to how we naturally do it in our own sin nature. Yeah. I do think that the the love for the other person is kind of the test, yeah. Whether or not you should even move forward with it, because I'll see you know something in someone else's life. And it'll bother me, and I want to talk about it or just do something about it. And I try to ask myself first, like, okay, where's this coming from? Because you care about the person or you're just upset. Yeah. You're, uh, you know, hurt, offended, whatever. And then if it's if it's no, like I don't love this person, <laughs> okay, well, then I don't go through with it. But then I also ask myself, why don't you love this person? Yeah. And then just, you know, try yeah. to keep taking another step towards that, you know, loving God and loving others that you're talking yeah. about. But that seems to help every confrontation go so much better when yeah. I truly have the other person's best interests at, at heart. Like, I really I really want you to succeed. I want us to smooth this over. I want to work through this together. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the love piece, you know, even you mentioned the some facts, you know, when you do step in at a moment like this, mm-hmm. having some facts to back that up. It's almost like you also, you also want relational facts. Yeah. A.K.A. like, you have a friendship, you have a relationship where you've built a bridge strong enough to hold this conversation that you're about to have. And if well. you work all that out on your own, you are going to have a spirit of meekness and you're not going to just go in willy-nilly at, at every perceived slight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're only going to be going in with, and you'll, you'll be honest when you say, hey, I've really felt led to say this. And, and you know, when you come at it from that, from that angle, like, yeah, it's true. Like you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right, Ben. Those those conversations go so much better. But the outworking of all this will be exactly what James 3.18 says, a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Yeah, I, I don't, I mean, you guys have said a lot. We've already covered a lot of this about peace, and it's been really good. I, even some stuff that I didn't even think about, so this is really helpful. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. But I guess I was coming from from the angle of, yeah, more along the lines of relational peace, mm-hmm. um, relational harmony, you know, concord. Um, but before we even talk practically about that, and David, you hit on this too, we really do have to have like a foundation in in the good news of Jesus Christ, because it was already mentioned, but Jesus is the ultimate peacemaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, well, what does that look like? What is that to someone for Jesus to make peace? Well, you have to then think about the gospel and what, how sin, when sin entered into the picture, it destroyed peace, destroyed innocence. You know, it destroyed that perfect rest in the garden. Mm-hmm. Like sin shows up, mm-hmm. ruins everything, um, and it creates this fracture, creates this this chasm between a holy, righteous, perfect God and now a sinful man. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> we fast forward, and now we have century after century of the world growing and humanity expanding and enlarging and more, having more people. And, uh, and Jesus shows up, and, you know, we've been—the Old Testament is longing for him, looking towards him, looking forward to the Messiah that's coming. And finally he shows up right in the first century— 
and we see the way that he lived his life, and we see the way that he he stood in our place when he dies on the cross, and he sheds his blood and, and bridges the gap that was created because of sin. So now we have access to that God again. Like, we have one-on-one. I have the priesthood of a believer. I can go directly to God. Yeah. And, and Jesus, that's like one of the many blessings and many riches that we have when we put our faith in him is this, this peace that he he solved the biggest issue the the like the most unrest that there there can ever be in the human soul in all of humanity the biggest unrest is where you're like where you're spending eternity yeah. right mm-hmm. and Jesus solves that and and by by giving us himself and and literally bleeding on our behalf and then he covers us our souls are covered in his blood and it creates this incredible peace and <clears throat> i do think that the, that having that understanding and that foundation, that that peace comes directly from Jesus, directly mm-hmm. from the heart of the gospel, it, we have to understand that before that plays itself out in anything else. One hundred percent. Yeah. <clears throat> so really grabbing on to that that inner peace that comes from a relationship with Jesus is just is is the linchpin. It's so crucial. And I think when we do find ourselves in to be in unrest. And even not just politically, but relationally, or even sometimes in our own minds and our own hearts, we we can be our own worst enemy. Sometimes we can yes. be the most negative self talkers around. Mm-hmm. To and I was literally just talking to a friend about this minutes ago. I really think we in those moments we have to pause everything and and just kneel before the peace giving God that He is. Yeah. And and embrace and, and claim claim the peace that that Jesus has given us. Uh, <clears throat> so I don't know. I just wanted to really um, encourage and challenge people to to just pause. Maybe even right now. Maybe even this week is starting to already get out of hand, and you're already feeling so much unrest inside it, for the things that we've already talked about. It might be a perfect opportunity to just bow before God and just listen and and mm-hmm. push everything out of your mind and just say, Lord, here I am. I'm yours. What do you have for me right now? And if anything, maybe rehearse the gospel, you know, mm-hmm. preach the gospel to yourself. Um, and I mean, regardless of what happens on November 3rd, I'm already prepping myself yeah. with, with these truths, Same. with mm-hmm. these truths that, you know, God is still on the throne. God is still going to take care of me. Mm-hmm. God is, he can still give me a full and rich life, not monetarily, like yeah. <laughs> a satisfactory, satisfying, gratifying life. Like God is still the exact same God on November 2nd that he will be on November 3rd. And really, that's still my purpose in life is to walk with him, to learn to trust him more, to learn to take that stress and that anxiety and that unrest and to just to cut it off from me and just set it down at his lap and just be like, Jesus, take this, take this from me. I want to, I want that peace that you give, which I guess leads to the next idea about peace, right? Which is sin. Because if Jesus is the ultimate peacemaker, sin is the ultimate troublemaker. (laughs) And, and really God being a jealous God doesn't want room for sin in our lives. So if we're going to battle for peace, which I because I don't think peace is stumbled upon. Mm-hmm. I think it's cultivated. Absolutely, um, true. It's it's pursued, as we'll see in a, a passage I'm going to bring up here in a second. Um, but we have to 
we have to daily crucify, uh, mortify our flesh, kill our sin, and get that out of our lives. So having short sin accounts, spending time with the Lord, um, not that we're getting um, overly, you know, remorseful and we turn that into reverse pride right. where like, woe is me, I'm always struggling. This is the word, like I've been there before. It's mm. absolutely the opposite of peace. It is a, it's a very uh, strong uh, weapon from the enemy. We, mm-hmm. we just, we've got to give that to Jesus, turn from that. Um, but really we have to fight sin. I really do think that it's the ultimate troublemaker. And if anything, there's nothing that can take your peace faster and keep it longer than sin can. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And man, I think I heard someone say like sin will, um, oh man, I'm already forgetting. I didn't write it down, but sin will take you where you don't want to go mm-hmm. and it'll keep you there longer than you ever wanted to be. It costs right. you more than mm-hmm. you ever wanted to spend. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Oh, thank wow. you. Thank you, yeah. Holy Spirit, for reminding us of that. <laughs> yeah. I love that it, Because one. it's so moving. It's so, yeah. And it's, it's like, so, yeah. oh man, because I've been there and I've given space for sin in my life and it's utterly miserable. Yeah, you don't wake up in a, you know, a relationship with another person outside of your spouse. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the steps that you take yeah. to get there, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, if we're going to strive for peace, we have to destroy sin. Mm-hmm. We we have to fight that battle um, day in and day out and not grow weary in, in that kind of well-doing. That's great. That is fantastic to get rid of sin yeah. um, and put that in the rear view. But I'm just, I'm not even going to go where I was going to go tonight because I think we've covered so much, mm-hmm. but I did want to leave us with this. Um, in Romans 14, I'll just read a few verses and honestly, just let these, this truth of the word wash over you as you hear this. Um, but Paul says this in verse 13, therefore, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. Mm-hmm. I know I am persuaded in the Lord Jesus, that nothing is unclean in itself, but it is unclean for anyone who thinks it unclean. For if your brother is grieved by what you eat, mm. you are not, no longer walking in love. Hmm. By what you eat, do not destroy the one for whom Christ died. So do not let what you regard as good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Whoever thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. So then, and this is really where I wanted to end it. So then let us pursue what makes for peace Mm -hmm. and for mutual upbuilding. And that's what makes me think that peace Mm -hmm. is not stumbled upon, but that we actually cultivate. We, we run, we, we look for it. We hunt it down. Let us pursue the things that make peace, Mm -hmm. uh, the things that are mutually upbuilding. And, And there's only three, there's three commands in this passage. In verse 13, it's decide. Uh, decide not to put a stumbling block in the way of a brother. Mm-hmm. I'll just leave that there. The Bible yeah. says it best. <laughs> yeah. Decide. <laughs> and then in verse 15, it says, by what you eat, do not destroy. That's the second of three commands in this passage. Yeah. Do not destroy the one for whom Christ died. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and then the last the last command is don't let your good be spoken of as evil. Guard yeah. the good. And the reason that we we shouldn't let our good, our liberty, be spoken of as evil is because those issues, that's not the kingdom. Mm-hmm. We like to make them the issues, but they're not. The kingdom of God is righteousness and peace, joy. And he that serves in these things is acceptable to God and approved of men. Um, so... 
that's what I had this for you guys tonight that I hope the Lord takes and uh, encourages, encourages us all to just sit before a holy, righteous, yet personal and intimate God and just listen and, and run back to uh, the good news of having my sins forgiven and, ha- and having an eternity with my best friend and my lover, Jesus. Well, thank you, Ben and Amanda. What a very, very helpful, practical, and insightful conversation. I hope this helped you as well. Uh, we appreciate all of you listeners. It's it's a joy to do this, and it's great to hear feedback from you as well. If you're following us on Instagram, you know I think our question this week for you is just like, is there someone you need to make peace with? Um, you don't have to give us a specific name, but just say like yes, and maybe the topic. Um, don't listen to something like this and just like gain the knowledge and not act upon it because mm-hmm. that's that's not going to help anything it's only going to hurt you in the end and if you are enjoying this podcast and this has been productive and helpful for you i'd ask for you just to share it with a friend give us a review on apple Podcasts. that really helps out a lot just to spread this this message that we're that we're getting out there so thanks again for listening See you guys. You were loved.